so this has been a crazy week. As you guys are experiencing it, as we are in real time, we're finding that we can't make decisions that are more than uh, 24 or 48 hours uh, and have them be relevant. Plans that we made uh, on Monday for what this was going to be uh, went out the window on Friday. And uh, that same thing happened last week. And uh, so we really are doing a day-to-day -day thing. And um, so, but we did want to share a, a message with you. And um, this is something that most of us have never lived through, uh, a pandemic. You know, the whole world is affected by this um, and is dealing with the realities of this uh, COVID-19 virus and uh, trying to keep people safe and healthy, not overwhelm um, uh, hospitals and our um, medical community um, and figuring out what, what all that means. And so it's heightened people's concerns and, and worries, um, both from health perspectives and financial perspectives and what's the world gonna look like on the other side of this. And it's not surprising to me that I'm hearing increasingly talk about end times. Is this the end of the world? Is, uh, is this how it's all going to end? And for Christians, is this the time that Jesus is going to return? And those are natural questions. Those are important questions. They came up in my, in my small group on Thursday as well. And um, so in Matthew 24, that whole chapter, Jesus is talking about um, what that might look like. And so in the opening part of that, he's talking to his disciples about what the world's going to look like immediately following his death and resurrection and, uh, and the struggles that they're going to have and how uh, God is going to be working um, in that first century time period. And then he goes on and talks about when he returns the second time, the final time, when um, human history is completed and uh, when the kingdom of God will prevail over all of the earth for eternity. And uh, so you can read that for yourself, Matthew 24. Here's what I want to say this morning, though. Um, the first thing, Jesus says two things that I want to highlight. The first thing is that when that's going to happen, nobody knows. So in, uh, in Matthew... Yeah, Matthew 24. Want me to read it to you, Jeff? Sure. However, Jesus speaking, however, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen. Not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. So what Jesus is saying is there, we won't know. So if you're listening to people who are telling you this is the end and they're pointing to all of the reasons why this is the end, understand that for 2,000 years in every generation there have been those prophets who have looked at the uh, things going on in the world at that time and have come to the conclusion that Jesus would be returning, that this was the end. Every generation over 2,000 years has had those prophets who have made those claims. And they all share one thing in common. They were all wrong. Right? <laughs> yes. And so if you're listening to people now who are saying this is the end, I'd encourage you to tune that out. Because mm. the angels don't know. The son of man doesn't know. The father alone knows. And uh, so the second thing is that 
we're told to be prepared, to be prepared. And so that doesn't mean running to the mountains and digging a, a trench and filling it with food so that you'll survive. I think what that means is that we pay attention to the things that Jesus told his disciples at the Last Supper before his death and then resurrection. And he said, I'm giving you this new command. This is my command. This is what you're to be doing until that time I return. Love one another as I have loved you. And so that's how we're preparing. If you've accepted Christ into your heart, if you've asked him to be the forgiver of your sin and the leader of your life, you're prepared. And now we just go about the business of caring for each other, of living into that reality of loving God and loving one another. Yeah, and as Jeff said, uh, this, is a, this is a new reality for us. Just a few weeks ago, this was, uh, the world looked different. And so understanding what it means to love God and love people, it, it takes on a whole new meaning. Uh, I really, uh, a few weeks ago, I've been dwelling on this quote that uh, actually I found it on social media from another pastor. Uh, it's, it's from uh, Martin Luther, and he was a church reformer. Uh, you may, may have heard us talk about Martin Luther because we will quote him uh, at other times. And this was written almost 500 years ago when Martin Luther was going through, uh, when culture was going through another pandemic. And uh, he really, I think, offers some advice on how we can love God and love people. I think there's four things, at least I found. Uh, it's up on the screen here. It says, uh, 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 Luther said, therefore, I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. And my first takeaway there is, is we're called to be people who pray. And, uh, and to be praying for our families, praying for the people around us, that, that that's our first priority is to, uh, what can I do? Uh, how can I be prepared? I can be in communication with God. I can ask God to protect us. Uh, the second thing uh, is very practical that he says, then I shall fumigate. <laughs> I will help purify the air, administer medicine, and take it. And I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order not to become contaminated and thus perchance infect and pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. Uh, it sounds like he understood the shelter in place order, doesn't he? Uh, that, that we just need to think wisely about where do we need to be and when do we not need to be there? Uh, washing our hands, social distancing, staying at home. Uh, it's very practical advice, but yet I think there's a spiritual component to it because it's loving people when mm. we choose to make those wise decisions. Uh, Luther goes on though, and then he says this, if God should wish to take me, he will surely find me and I have done what he has expected of me. And so I am not responsible for either my own death or the death of others. Yeah. Uh, the takeaway for me there is that, that there's this profound faith in God, this loving God that, that we, we need to embrace at moments like this. That, that it's, it, it's not just about asking God to protect us and communicating with God in prayer, but it's about trusting that God is going to be there for us. And then Luther concludes with, uh, if my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person, but will go freely for the sake of others. How many times have we said that over and over and over again? And here we are living in that moment that we can love God and we can love people. And that's, I believe, and Jeff would agree, that's the way that we can be prepared in times like this. Absolutely. 
you know, so Martin Luther living at, and that was the bubonic plague. Mm. And um, so uh, in the 1500s, so, you know, here we are some five, 600 years later uh, with that same advice that, that still applies. You know, the truth is eternal. The truth, uh, all truth is, mm. is God's mm. truth. So speaking of God's truth, it's contained in uh, his word, of course, and so we're always looking to God's word for uh, guidance uh, in our daily lives. And um, in this time of anxiety, and I think we all feel it, you know, at, at, at some level we all feel um, anxious because the future um, is, feels less known than it did. Things mm. feel less well, they are less normal than they were, and so that creates a level of anxiety. And so the Word of God has some stuff to teach us, and we want to just go through this um, real briefly uh, this morning. Um, it's from Philippians chapter 4. Yeah, Philippians chapter 4, and uh, uh, Paul is speaking, and he says this. Uh, it's the conclusion of his letter. He says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Yeah, so this whole idea of joy and rejoicing. Um, Joy. What is joy? It's different than happiness. We understand that. The best definition I think I hear have heard of joy is it's a deep sense of well-being regardless of the circumstances. Mm. That we can have joy even when the circumstances are hard, are difficult, because we have this sense of well-being because we are surrounded by the Spirit of God. God is with us and for us even in difficult times. And so we have this joy and then the rejoicing is express the joy. Mm. So don't just keep it to yourself, right? Say right. it out loud. Absolutely. Say it on social media. Say it, you know, when you're sitting across the TV from somebody. <laughs> it's this offering God and offering others um, our joy. And then Paul goes on and says, let everyone see that you are considerate in all that you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. And then goes on and says, so don't worry about anything. That's easier said than done. Would we agree? Don't worry about anything. Instead, Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Uh, I love this idea of, uh, uh, this is a repeat from last Sunday in a sense, this idea that our brains are designed for focus and we have a choice of focusing on our worries or focusing on uh, the, the things of God and the kingdom of God. And prayer teaches us how we can place our focus, that we can, we can change the direction. The message version says, uh, shape your worries into prayers. And I, I love that idea of how can I turn the things that I'm worried about into prayers uh, and, and tell God what you need. I mean, I, I, I mean, to be honestly talking to God, something that I, again, social media, because uh, I, I find I, I'm on Twitter. When I say social media for me, that's Twitter. Uh, uh, another pastor recommended this, and I've been doing it all week. I started on Monday, and it was very uncomfortable and weird, but it, as the week has gone on, it's become more natural for me, is when I wash my hands, he was saying he's getting tired of singing happy birthday, and I agree, <laughs> I'm tired of singing happy birthday, and there's all these other ideas, and, and he said, he says the Lord's Prayer when he washes his hands. That's great. And I started doing that and and now it's 
in, in just a few short days, it's become just the, my natural response. As soon as I'm my hands under the sink, I begin saying the Lord's Prayer. And the idea of just, just how can I turn the things that are in my mind, focusing them, uh, focusing instead on God and the things of God. And it's been really useful. So this idea of telling God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And then it says, Paul says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. The message version says that there's a sense of God's wholeness will come and settle down upon us. Mm. Man, isn't that something we need to hear, right? That his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That we can have peace over worry and we can have faith over fear. And then Jeff goes on and says this. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, and then the God of peace will be with you. So we're in this series we're calling Simple, right? So the simple thing is our focus. It, we talked about it last week. We've yep. been talking about it this week. And here it is again. The simple thing to focus on. How we focus our mind. The things that we focus our mind on are going to inform how we go through challenging times. And so Paul is counseling that even in the midst of challenging times, in the midst of difficult times, that we can focus our mind on the things of God, things that are eternal. So those things that are true and right and noble and excellent mm. and praiseworthy, those are the things of the kingdom of God. Mm. You know, I know a lot of us are paying attention, I, myself included, we're looking at news feeds and watching uh, on our TVs and so forth, um, news cycles. And we need to be informed, but not inundated with that. Yeah. If that's what you find yourself uh, kind of obsessing over, uh, watching news reports and so forth and, and getting each new update moment by moment, um, that just feeds into fear, I think. Yeah. And so to disengage from that, you need to be informed. I'm not saying, you know, completely unplug, um, but not inundated. So to put it aside for a time and to... Look around. What are the things that are good and right and noble and praiseworthy right around you, in your home, with your family, with your kids, um, the people that you're in touch with, what's going on in the world? You know, we have a food pantry that's still going on. Our children's ministry is still doing great stuff. They have, uh, they're doing something right now uh, yeah. for the kids. Mm -hmm. And... Um, They've got a uh, scavenger hunt planned, uh, an online scavenger hunt that they're going to be doing later. And uh, so there is so much good that's going on even in the midst of this pandemic. And you can choose to focus your attention, to focus your mind and heart on those things. And it will make a difference in your perspective um, and in how you are 
feeling and going through this time. So I'm going to be doing this this week. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. And even, and, and I've noticed that, uh, and, and I so appreciate that, you know, one of the ways that vehicles that we have for communication is our social media. So Facebook, I've been on Facebook more than I've ever been on Facebook yeah, before. Right. And I love when there's an encouraging, inspiring word from someone, you know, just talking about playing cards at the kitchen table with their kids yeah. or, or seeing the puzzles that people have completed. I, I think that's just, that's an example of something that's true and honorable and right. It just puts us in a in a good place, right? Uh, 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 someone else was talking about that they, um, they're introducing their kids to all the great 80s and 90s music, uh, movies that they watched <laughs> when they were growing up. And I thought, that's, that's a, what a great thing to do. You know, my family's talked about, should we binge watch a series together, you know, or binge watch a movie together, a uh, movie series. So just look for great ways for us to, uh, yes, we can focus on, on all that's going wrong and all that seems to be challenging and difficult, or we can focus on those things that, that I think God wants us to focus on. It changes our perspective, changes yeah. our mind, changes the way we think and the things of family and the things that are of most importance to us. Yeah, yeah. because Jesus, he asked the question in the scripture we, we read last week, who of you by worrying adds a single minute to your life? Yep. You know, it, it doesn't bring value. Worrying doesn't bring value. I know it's hard not to, um, and so this council is a way to move away from worry and toward the wonder mm. of uh, all that God has created, all that God is, all that God does um, in our lives. And if uh, he were to return, we'll be ready, you know, looking forward to it and rejoicing um, that we are going to be done with pandemics and done with all of the hardships of life and entering into um, our eternal life uh, where all that stuff is is no more mm. so w thank you guys for uh, joining us in this time uh, we wanted to remind you uh, to take that picture and yeah. share it on uh, whatever social media you're using um, yeah hashtag hope at me uh, hope at home hashtag hope at home and uh, you can put that on social media and we'll be excited about seeing that yeah, yeah. And uh, we plan on being back here next week, but, you know, things change moment by moment. Um, <laughs> we're going to find ways to uh, be together apart um, throughout this process. And so pay attention to uh, the emails that we send out. We're not going to inundate you with, uh, with lots of emails, but we want to keep people informed. And uh, so we'll do the same things on social media. You can reach out to us. And uh, so we're monitoring the phones here at the office. All of our staff are still getting, uh, you know, emails and so forth. So, so be in touch with us as we are uh, trying to be in touch with, with you and with each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, let me pray for us. Let's pray together. And so, God, I thank you for this time that we've had to worship together, even though we can't be together apart, uh, while we're apart. God, I pray that the, the words that we have shared would bring inspiration and challenge and would, and, uh, would, would, would give us a sense of calling and purpose, God, that we, even in these moments, we can love God and love people, that we can be an influence to a world around us. And God, I pray that we would know, whoever's listening in today, that, that you are a God that loves us with your whole heart, that God, you know the details of our life and you love us. God, you love us enough that you would choose to send Jesus, that Jesus would choose to leave his throne in heaven so that he could reign in our hearts and our lives forever. 
And God, there's a world that is desperate, desperate to know of that kind of love. Mm -hmm. And God, we have opportunity to influence the world around us. And God, I pray that we would take that opportunity even in moments like this. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Have a great day. See you guys.